So here we are in 2017 with the world in various states of upheaval, remembering a man who died 2,000 years ago. You do have to ask the question, don't you? What's that got to do with this? What is that death 2,000 years ago to do with our world, your world, your life, my life? If Jesus were standing here and you asked him that question, what would he say? The cross, the death of Jesus, is Jesus speaking to us. It is, if you like, his final word to us. It is the summation of all that he ever said. It is the definitive word for each of us. And so Jesus would say this. He would say, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. For many people, the defining characteristic of their life is the search for love because love has the power to transform us, to change us, to enhance us, to fulfill us, to love and to be loved is so profoundly important to us. And although we pursue all kinds of other things, for so many people, the one thing that makes their life, that would fulfill their life, that they long for, is to love and be loved. And yet for many people, they never reach that love. They never find it. It proves to be elusive and fleeting. So even when they do find it, sometimes it changes and becomes cold and destructive, barren. And rather enhanced than enhancing their life, it wrecks their life. And all human love ultimately falls away. But Jesus says, God loves you. God loves you. And the demonstration of that love is the cross. Jesus' death on the cross. That is how much God loves you. It's not just that he has warm feelings about us. It's not just that he wishes us well. That is how much he loves you. Some of you may be here this morning and you say, I'm not sure that I feel God's love. I'm not sure that I even deserve God's love. And I look at the circumstances in my life and I cannot understand how God could love me. Why should these things be happening to me if God loves me? The demonstration of God's love is the cross. 
And it's not a reward because we're particularly good or moral or even religious. This is love, says the New Testament. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And the demonstration of His love is the cross. What would Jesus say this morning? He'd say, God loves you. He loves you. He'd also say, you're a mess. All of you. All of us. Jesus was never anything less than blunt. And the cross is the demonstration of how much of a mess we are. We look at the mess around us so often, we look at the upheaval in the world, we look at the evil in the world, and we're profoundly aware of it. But so often to us, it's out there, isn't it? It's other people, other places. It's about the past and about how we're all victims of decisions other people made. It's about economics and it's about politics. But Jesus says, it's also about you and me. It's about our hearts. You don't love God. This is love, not that we loved God. We don't love Him with all our heart, with all our being, and all our desires, and all our hopes, and all our dreams. We don't love Him. We may love religion and we may love our family and we may love our country, we may love our morality. The people who were most instrumental in putting Jesus to death could say yes to all those things. They loved their religion, they loved their nation, they loved their family. They loved and were proud of their moral lives. And they sentenced Jesus to death. The cross is a demonstration that there's something profoundly wrong at the very heart of each of us. And the source of that, and the source of all that's wrong in our world and all the evil is we don't love God. What would Jesus say? He would say, God loves you. He would say, you're a mess. And he would say, I've opened a door for you. I've opened a door for you that if you take that route through the door, will lead to a new life where all the mess is dealt with, a new life, a new hope, forgiveness, where you can experience the love of God and return that love 
as well. The cross is where Jesus, as he stretches out his arms, if you like, he throws open the gate, and you get just a glimpse of the other side. Through that gate that Jesus opens for us is a new life of hope, of forgiveness, of the experience of God's love, a new way of doing life, and a new destination. God loves you, Jesus would say. You're a mess, but I've opened a door for you. You know the thing about doors? Sometimes we face doors in our life where we'd love to go through and the door is shut. The door to promotion, the door to career, the door to a new lifestyle. We'd love to move through, but the door is closed to us. The opportunity isn't there. But then sometimes the door opens, doesn't it? You have the chance of a career change. You have the chance of a new job, of promotion, of a new relationship. The door's open. But you have to walk through the door, don't you? You have to walk through the door. So there's one last thing that Jesus would say. He would say, you're invited to walk through the door I've opened for you. Anybody, whoever you are, however messed up you feel your life is, however much you may feel that you're not good enough for God, whoever you are, Jesus would say, I've opened the door for you, for anyone. You're invited. Step through the door. God loves you. Do you realize that? You're a mess, and so am I. But Jesus has opened the door for us and he invites us to go through. How do you go through the door? How do you walk through that door that Jesus opened for us as he stretched out his arms on the cross and died for us? There are two decisions you need to make. One is the decision, I will go through that door. I will walk away from the person I am now. I don't mean walk away from your obligations or your family or your children or your, even your job, but I will walk away from my life as I do it now. And I'll go through that door and follow Jesus wherever that leads, whatever that means. And the second thing, I'll trust Him. I'll trust my life to Him. 
that it's true what he says, that God loves me. He knows my name. And he's calling me. I'll trust Jesus when he says that my life is a mess and actually he's dealt with that on the cross. He's opened a door. And I will trust him that if I go through that door and give my life to him, then I will experience new life. I will experience God's love. I will experience a new beginning. I want to leave you with a couple of things. If something of what you've heard in the service today, something of what you've heard of what I've said, God loves you. You're a mess. Jesus has opened the door for you and he invites you to respond. I've got some leaflets here. I would love to give them to you. They're very, very short. Just come and have a word with me afterwards. You don't need to give me your life story. All you need to say is, Graham, can I have one of those booklets? And secondly... As Matt already said, on the 27th of we're having an Alpha dinner. It'll be a great evening. Three-course meal. There'll be wine if you want to have wine. It'll just be a great evening. It's the start of a course, and the 27th, the Alpha dinner, gives you a bit of a taster of what Alpha is about. Alpha is a course that's designed to help to follow up some of the things that I've been talking about. For you to ask your questions for you to bring your ideas, how you think about life and think about what Jesus has to say about life. It's a really relaxed environment. But I want to encourage you to sign up for the Alpha Dinner on the 27th. Come along to that. If at the end of the evening you think Alpha's not for me, then you'll have enjoyed the evening, I guarantee but it may be, it just might be that for some of you, that decision to go to the Alpha Dinner will be the most important decision you ever make. Because you will find that for you, it leads to a place where you make that decision to walk through the door. I'm going to give us an opportunity simply to be quiet for a moment and then I'm going to pray a short prayer. Perhaps you'd like to bow your heads, close your eyes, whatever you feel comfortable at. And in the quietness, If you would like to, simply say to God whatever it is you want to say to him. Which might be, I'm really confused. Would you please help me? It might be, God, if you're there, 
will you make this real to me? It might be, God, I think I want to walk through that door. Let's be quiet. Father, you know our hearts. You know what's going on deep inside us. You know even things about ourselves that we don't. Father, I pray for every single person who's spoken to you. I pray, Father, that you will answer them. Father, that you, you have promised that whoever turns to you, whoever cries out to you, you'll hear that cry and you'll respond. And so I pray, Father, that for some people this morning, this might be the beginning of a whole new journey, a whole new life. In Jesus' name, amen.